Hello everyone and welcome to the Melville Douglas podcast where we look at current developments in financial markets. I'm Mo Bellucci, Senior Manager for Business Development, working with the Melville Douglas team and it's a pleasure to be joined by Chris Stead, our Head of Investments for the International Business. Both equity and fixed income markets capped off 2023 strongly, leading to favourable gains for the year as a whole. Can you give our listeners a quick summary of the year and how Melville Douglas risk-adjusted portfolios fared? Morning, Mo. Thanks for that. Uh, Happy New Year to all the listeners and to you, Mo. Uh, Yeah, great question. 2023, um, just summarise that bit of a roller coaster year, uh, without doubt, but coming off the back of a bear market in 2022 in both uh, equities and uh, bonds, 2023 was always going to be a little bit of a volatile year. But basically, as we went through 2023, initially it got off to a a really strong start, uh, basically on on the back of China reopening uh, a very mild uh, winter uh, in Europe. And don't forget, because of the the war in Ukraine, um, with the mild winter, that kept inflation a little bit at bay. Um, and then hopes that sort of inflation uh, would ease in 2023. So we started 2023, the first couple of months, very, very strongly. Um, And then we had a sort of a mini repeat of, or fears of a repeat of 2008, uh, with the three US banks that got themselves into trouble because of the tightening monetary policy interest rates going higher. So Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank were bailed out in sort of March, April 2003. Uh, But ahead of the bailout, uh, where the Fed stepped in and uh, protected depositors, uh, the markets had a a pretty pretty nasty dip uh, to the latter part of the first quarter of 2023. We then, um, markets took off again because the Fed bailed out these banks. So we had a nice sort of risk on on rally uh, towards mid-year. Uh, only for that to sort of roll over yet again uh, because of uh, this rhetoric from central banks, a higher for longer uh, interest rates to curtail fight uh, the dreaded uh, inflation uh, uh, that had got out of control. So the market sort of had a very bad summer uh, right through into autumn, right into sort of September, October. And then um, inflation prints that came through throughout the year and the central banks, it has been in our, in our industry and if you're a central bank or anybody who's forecasting, it's been a very challenging time to, to forecast uh, uh, because of COVID, interest rates, inflation and so forth. But the central banks were basically saying it'd be data dependent um, and with inflation prints coming in easier, um, softer than expected, uh, which was good news. There was a very, very strong risk on that rally in the last couple of uh, months of the year, both in equities and bonds. Um, so the year as a whole was very, very pleasing, very strong returns uh, from, from markets during uh, um, 2023. 20, uh, so much so in, in, in dollar terms, the world index, equity world equity index was up about 22%, and in sterling terms, it was up about uh, sort of 15%. So a very strong year coming on the back, off the back of a bear market uh, in 2022. Uh, 2022. So uh, good return. Um, with regard to your latter part of your question, how have we fared? How have um, Melba Douglas risk-adjusted portfolios? As you know, we offer portfolios in, in dollars, sterling and, and euros 
across the risk structures, uh, all equity, all fixed income, and four multi-asset solutions in the in the middle. Um, so be those being growth, balanced, conservative, and low risk. Good news is, on an absolute basis, uh, these portfolios have um, performed extremely well during 2023. So clients will shortly be getting uh, valuations coming from us for, for reporting for the, the year as a whole. So on an absolute basis, uh, strong returns across those portfolios. Uh, to benchmark, we were slightly behind um, our, our um, relative benchmarks for these portfolios. Reason for that is we were slightly underweight risk in the equity space. We were cautiously optimistic, but we don't believe it was a well to put uh, make huge bets in these markets with so much uncertainty uh, in what the world economy is doing, and obviously a lot of geo geopolitical noise going on um, uh, throughout 2023. Uh, so we're slightly behind uh, behind benchmark, but to peer group, um, so the asset risk peer, asset risk consultants peer group. Um, we were very strong for 2023, so finishing off 2023 to peer group, um, give very good one-year numbers on, on peer group, um, resulting in very favourable three- and five-year returns as well. So a pleasing return um, uh, for clients in 2023 and pleasing for us as investment manager to outperform peer group and be very close to, to benchmark, despite... Uh, these very, very uncertain markets, volatile, volatile markets, and markets were led by um, a very narrow, magnificent seven, the um, artificial intelligence-related um, stocks, which were really the, if you weren't in those that space, you didn't deliver any real sort of return in 2023. Thank you, Chris. That was very interesting to hear. Um, it's very re reassuring to hear how the team have performed in 2023, and it would be great to, to see that positive momentum continuing into 2024. Could you elaborate on how portfolios are currently positioned and any potential changes that you expect to make? Yeah, thanks, Mo. Yeah, um, yeah uh, as I say, we had a very favourable 2023, but a lot of long-term money went in short-term in the last couple of months of, of last year as investors sort of chased the sort of uh, um, or, or started to discount the fact that interest rates would likely to start falling faster and earlier than anticipated. Um, so markets had that strong rally, leaving us going into 2024 with markets a little bit ahead of themselves. So we certainly would not be surprised to see if that momentum doesn't follow through um, in the first month or two of 2024. Um, so not great news there, but um, markets are up with events. What we need is corporate earnings to start catching up with the share price movements we've seen. Uh, last year, <clears throat> all, the, all the gains in the, in the market were all to do with price earnings expansion rather than earnings, corporate earnings. Corporate earnings basically flatlined across the market. So really, earnings need to catch up with prices a little bit. We do expect earnings growth in 2024, um, but only sort of uh, in the high single digits at best. Um, so really, the market needs that sort of pause, consolidation before it moves uh, uh, forward again. We do expect markets for the year, for the whole of 2024, to be positive. So we're certainly not um, in the negative camp. We do believe that sort of with, with inflation now easing, there's still a lot of work to be done in inflation, um, but we can sort of have with fairly high confidence 
believe that interest rates have now peaked uh, in, in developed economies and are set to be eased, uh, monetary tightening to be eased during 2024. We're not in the camp that money, monetary policy or interest rates will be eased um, in the first quarter of this year. We think it's more going to be sort of second half of the year. So markets may be a bit dis disappointed with that. But basically, the trend is your friend. Inflation is, is easing. Uh, interest rates will be coming down, and that is very good for, for asset classes. So as I say, we think sort of um, markets, not the sort of returns that we enjoyed in 2023, but still positive returns uh, for 2024 with ongoing volatility because of geopolitical events, the delayed effects of interest rate tightening, and still trying to eliminate core inflation uh, that is still above, above target. Um, portfolio strategies, how, what are we doing within, portf within portfolios, Mo? Um, certainly portfolios are going to need to look very different um, to what uh, they have done for the last sort of uh, number of years. Um, what worked well in a low interest rate, low inflation and low volatility envi environment, which we've basically seen in the last sort of decade, uh, the world's changed, so portfolios must adapt to that. Um, fixed income securities, we're currently neutral uh, weighted to fixed income, but they're going to likely feature more prominently in portfolios as we up the weighting and lock into these sort of higher yields. Um, after yields falling uh, quite sharply in the last couple of months of, of 2023, we think yields will start bouncing a little bit and that will allow us to lock into to, to those, those yields. So fixed income, we're looking at an opportunity to increase weightings in multi-asset portfolios. We're also itching and waiting for a better opportunity, a better risk-reward time to allocate more to equities in portfolios. Um, say risk return, risk return for equities compared to their long-term historic uh, pricing norms, valuation norms, you know, they're at fair value. You can't say that they're at basking um, at uh, basement uh, uh, value here. Um, so, and also risk return metrics to other asset classes. So where you can probably get 5 6% out of quality bonds now, you can also get 5% on cash, uh, and the risk return um, on an equity, uh, we would be penciling in sort of um, maybe high, you know, mid to high single digits. So you're not getting that much an uplift of taking more risk in equities. So we either need sort of valuation to come our way or see earnings really coming through. But we really don't like being underweight equity. Equity is uh, a great store of value, especially against inflation over long term. So we want to prudently increase uh, our equity weighting uh, throughout uh, this year. So uh, we'll do that at an appropriate time. And then with the inequity, um, I think most uh, of our long-standing clients will know our sort of our, our approaches, both in our diversified multi-manager solutions and our focus solutions. You know, we we do overweight portfolios with high-quality companies, very high-quality companies and securities. The businesses we invest in, you know, have above-average pricing power through branding, ownership of intellectual capital, or similar. And they have low exposure to the main areas of current inflationary pressure in their cost base. So the current ongoing challenging environment is, is going to provide, we think, uh, great opportunities for quality businesses. Uh, quality businesses with wide economic modes of safety, basically in the form of low debt and strong free cash flows. 
those sort of business history suggests that these types of companies will surface from, some, from today's headwinds even stronger as they are able to increase their market share and, comp and competitive position. Many of the, the less established businesses, businesses that are highly regulated, highly indebted, highly indebted in this environment, uh, they will have to scale back, uh, maybe uh, even sort of, uh, you know, uh, close, close their doors uh, as funding is very challenging for those sort of businesses. And that market share will be taking up in the sort of businesses that we, we uh, invest in. So really to conclude on that, Mo, is, is fixed income securities and indeed in equities you know, will likely feature more prominently in, 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 in our clients' portfolios we go into 2024, further through into 2024. Furthermore, I think I want to sort of one of the last things I want to say here is, and we've talked about it before, you know, despite the most aggressive normalization of interest rates for some four decades, 40 years, go back to the 80s since we saw sort of the speed and the magnitude of, of interest rate hikes. Um, it's uh, coupled with these geopolitical and rising geopolitical, uh, geopolit geopolitical tensions uh, causing market disruptions and volatility. We think where this transition to the new normal should be viewed as a, as a positive. So basically a world in which nominal interest rates are between four and six percent, where inflation is sustained at around two or four percent, and real after inflation interest rates uh, that are between zero and two percent is a world that clients and ourselves should look forward to and not be fearful of. Thank you, Chris. That was, again, very interesting. It's always great to hear your thoughts. Um, congratulations on your recent award as well. Um, and thank you very much for the summary that you've done there. Um, we wanted to wish our listeners a happy, healthy and prosperous new year and look forward to the next Market Pulse update in due course. Thank Thanks, you. Bro.